0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome up to episode 443 of the Dark Distress Podcast. I'm your host, as always on Tyler. And join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy?
1: Skyward Sword. That's what's up. But
0: that's a penis joke. He's not joke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, man, it's like it's been going pretty good for me this week. It's been one of those slower type of work weeks where it's like things just methodically and like brutally like just like drift a little bit, you know, and it's like you're trying to get do whatever it is to make the time go by faster. But uh, at the very least, though, I didn't invest inside of one game. No, I invested inside of two new games this past week. Now, last week I had earned a bunch of like uh, extra tip money and stuff for my job. And I basically went through and I got a game, and I bought Dark's No, I bought Demon Souls on the PS5. So that is definitely something that I'm going to be chipping away at. But the other thing that I ended up purchasing was... Well, like I just mentioned before, I got Skyward Sword HD Remaster and stuff for Switch. Obviously both polar opposite type of games. But with Tyler here holding up the Amiibo, mine should be coming in tomorrow, hopefully by 8 o'clock. But uh yeah, man. I mean, this week has been more or less me playing catch up with uh, Destiny Two with a lot of the whole freaking solstice gear. I mean, I'm at that point right now with Destiny Two where it's it's that point of the season where it's like it's like 30 to 35 days left in the season. I'm this close to completing the solstice armor. I have to complete either like uh, wraith missions or something like that or something. Oh, I. Don't understand either or because i didn't really invest a lot inside the forsaken when that was going through so i may have to complete that campaign before i actually get those things and i'm thinking to myself i don't want to go through the rest of it right now i'm kind of burnt with destiny 2 but uh yeah you know it's trying to finish up random stuff in destiny 2 on top of like balancing whatever i want whatever it is at work but uh, other than that, though, eh, this week's been pretty all right. How about yourself, Tyler?
0: All right. You know, I was telling you for the show um, that it's, uh, I, I kind of, for the weeks when, you know, we get Mondays off. Yep. It uh, makes the week a lot easier, a lot more bearable. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, and it's a uh, it's Saturday night, good night. Um, I, I had dinner at my parents' house. That was always nice. Uh, he, my dad's good at grilling, so that's the, I always enjoy that. Uh yeah, I, uh, I haven't. I well, so I, I invested in a game. It's an older game. It's my second time buying this game. Okay. I'm trying again, Gables. I'm trying again. Yeah, I know. Uh, after after watching Loki, uh, um, I didn't I didn't buy Skyward Sword. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing it. Uh, after watching the <laughs> Disney Plus show Loki MCU, and then Black Widow last week, I've just been in like a Marvel mood. Uh-huh. And GameFly had like a GameFly sale, <laughs> so they had Marvel's Avenger for ten dollars. So <laughs> I bought it. I'm i'm a sucker i bought into it i mean it's 10 bucks whatever Even okay, if I okay, play it for okay. a couple of hours it's whatever it's not a big deal i'll turn around and trade it in a gamestop for five um but yeah no um other than that dude okay i did spend a bunch of money on uh zelda this week i bought three fucking goddamn amiibos <laughs> and the fucking uh three of the fucking loft wing ones here uh i gotta give justin his tomorrow. Uh, and then go. uh, I got the Joy-Cons, the Hyrule Warrior, or the Hyrule Warrior, Hyrule uh, Joy-Cons. I was like, I'm just going to take these. I don't need these fucking things. They're 80 bucks. I don't <laughs> really need them. And then I got home, except I'm on, my mail goes to my parents' house. And uh not sure why that was important to the story. But I, um, I'm i like, I went and got it today. I was like, I'm just going to, I was talking to my mom, like, I'm just going to take these fucking things back. I don't need them. Like, it's, 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 I could buy a, a fucking game and a half with this or uh, one PlayStation game. Uh, and I was just like, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, then I got home. Then I was just like, I was, oh man, I look, cause I have the, um, I know Gables, you can see it in mine yeah. in our webcam, but on the stream, it's cut off. I have like the, the breath of the wild, like light for my switch dock. Yep. And it, uh, if you see it, Gables in the thing, it's like changing colors. Oh, uh, yeah. I know it's not really helpful for audio or visual li- listeners for this uh, reference, but it's like 15 bucks on Amazon if you guys want it. But I'm like, that's going to look really cool with my fucking Zelda light that I have for my dock with my Joy-Cons. And I was like, ah, fuck, so I took my out of the box and now they're on there. So I got those now. So um, I spent more on uh, Skyward Sword. Uh, I spent like $170 on Skyward Sword, and I'm not even going to buy the goddamn game. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with that fucking <laughs> thing. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I see that. I, I bitch about Nintendo's prices than I do this. So that's where I'm at, at the, in, in the world. But uh, no, I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh like I said, it's was, it was been nice to have a uh, Monday off. But uh, I've been watching, a, I was telling you for the show, I'm kind of like waiting. I didn't want to like jump into anything this week because of uh, there's a couple games coming out next week I want to play. Yeah. We were talking about like, our most anticipated last week. I, I mentioned Last Stop is a game super looking forward to. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it Possibly rumored, leaked, whatever, that's coming to Game Pass, which I hope so. I mean, mm. Otherwise, I'm going to, it's 25 bucks. Either not, I, I, Regardless, I'm, I'm buying it are uh, am playing it on Thursday when it comes out. Is a Thursday, Thursday, yes. Uh, when it comes out, but uh, hope for, obviously, hopefully it's Game Pass. But if not, I'll, I'll just buy it. But I'm looking forward to that. And then Death's Door that's coming to Xbox and PC on I think um, Tuesday um, for that. So um, I didn't really want to jump into too much uh, with those coming out. And then in a couple of weeks, we're it's gonna be a bit of an onslaught here for for me in, in August. So I didn't want to. I was like going through Game Pass and. Nothing was really tickling, tickling my fancy, and I was just like, a couple of things. Like, I was starting like I started up like Dishonored two, and I was like, I'm not gonna beat this fucking thing. <laughs> these like, I want to play. I've been want to play the game forever, and I was like, I've just. It's one of those things. Like I started, I've never bought it, but it's like, man. Like I love Dishonored one, and it, it just came out in 2017. Like and that was just an onslaught of a fucking year. Um, I remember like buying games in March, but like day one, but couldn't get around to playing. I was so backlogged yeah. until like July, so. I just never got around to, and it. it's just one of those games that kind of just got lost, in that, and then, and uh, that old game was old kind of thing, and uh, now I, 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 it's on Game Pass, so I'm like oh, I'll download it and I started playing it. I got like an hour into it, and I was like, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, it's if I if I start playing this now, I'm gonna get like halfway through it, and then this other shit I want to play doesn't come out, and I'm never gonna finish it. So I want to give it, I want to give it proper due. Um, so we get around sense. to, I want to get back to that. Uh, but then I got Marvel's Avengers, but I'm not like, obviously, but it's not a big investment. So I'm not like worried about getting into it right, right away. Uh, so instead, I just watched, uh, like, I finally like watched Cobra Kai. So I was telling you for the show, like within like basically every day from like Sunday night to like, like literally like an hour before I go to bed Sunday night to every day after work. I, from the from the moment I go home from work to the time I went to bed. I did nothing but watch Cobra Kai, uh, so like I'm done in like the last three episodes, and like I, I just don't want to watch anymore because i have only got three episodes left, and I don't want the show to be over. Even though I, there's a new season coming in December, I just don't want to fucking wait. Uh, but I also, it's I, I can't. I, it's so good. I don't want to not, not watch it. Um, so I'm I'm in that in between phase where it's it's that feeling when like you finally you beat like a really good game or you finish a really good show, and it's like that moment that like hour or so where like nothing in life matters anymore. Or mm-hmm. It's like what's the point of living anymore? <laughs> it's like, you get that like emptiness feeling. Like I invested all this time into this show or this fucking, uh, game over the last whatever weeks. And now it's over and I had, n- uh, there's nothingness left. Um, uh, so I, I don't want that feeling. So yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. Um, until I have something else that I can fill that hole. I'm just all about filling holes, M- my holes in, in, in particular. um, don't give me that fucking look. I saw that look in your face. She's like, God damn it, Tyler. Why do I do the show with you? Eight years. And he's just, he's, like, he's a fucking idiot. That's what you think when, when I talk like this. I know. I, I, get, it. I get it. I know. I know what I'm saying. It, that, like, hey, man, I know you're prone th-
1: to go down your rabbit hole and stuff. Yeah, like I'm, that, yeah. You know? Speaking I mean, this, of holes, rabbit holes.
0: New. Yeah, yeah. I tell you about my ra- my favorite, oh, my favorite holes on a rabbit, and now you're bringing it up on the show. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I mean, so Gables, I know you're a big Nintendo fan. Yeah. Huge Nintendo fan. What if I told you that there's a place there's there's a thing you can buy that would give you be the best place to play Nintendo every Nintendo game ever. Okay. On one device. How okay. would you feel about that?
1: Hmm. Honestly, would, would feel you feel pretty good about that, honestly? Mm-hmm. If it's like yeah. all in one. Okay, so it's like every Nintendo game you say, like one device.
0: Yes. How would you, would is that something that would intrigue you? Yeah, that would. Good. I well, you're in luck buddy cuz Steam just came out with the uh, with the Steam Deck. So now we have the new best place to play uh. Nintendo games. <laughs> we have the Valve Steam Deck, guys. We we got there. We got there. So I'm trying to pull it up on my phone here cuz like I don't want to oh, do an, oh, Christ. God. I don't want to I'll put up the uh, article here on my phone cuz I don't want to stress my computer out anymore and it already is. Um so Valve now announced the Steam Deck which was funny because uh, it was like two hours before the pre-order went up for the old, the swole that we got the, uh, th- that this was announced. Um, so it, it kind of got rumored and it got leaked a while back. Like there was a, a thing called steam pal that was like in the, like that was data mined out of steam um, like three or four months ago. And then Gabe Newell was talking about in, a, in, a, in an interview about, he's like, what's you playing with like console gaming or something like that. And he's like, Oh, you'll see before the end of the year. Um, and that was kind of just like sh- kind of lit the fire a little bit more on this whole handheld Steam device. Um, so it's officially announced. It's, it looks very much like a Switch. It like kind of looks a little bigger. It's a seven inch screen. Definitely is bigger because it's a seven inch screen, same as the Swole Um, It's got like a little. It's got like two track pads on the bottom. Um, it's got like all the. It's basically just mocking the Xbox. Not mocking, but it's a. Uh, it looks just like kind of the the Xbox buttons. The X X Y D A. Two two analog sticks. It's got but it. Uh, it's funny, so it's got the X, XYBA of, a, of an Xbox, but then it has the R1 and R2 and L1 and the L2 of a PlayStation thing. So it's all over the place. It looks like a Switch, but it has PlayStation and Xbox buttons. Um, and then it has four buttons on the back. So um, you can do, if you want to do a reach-around on your your Steam Deck, you can. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, begin shipping in December. Um, the, 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 the reservations went up for it yesterday. Wow. Wow. Um, which is cool. Like they, they, they were, uh, they kind of like set up, you only put $5 down. You only, you can only do it through steam to through, through the steam. Okay. Uh, and you had to have, you had to have an account that you have made a purchase on before June 30th. Kind of a oh, way to get around, get around bots, stuff like that. And scalpers, Obviously, yes. Yeah. Scalpers, shit like that. Obviously it's a lot, it's a lot easier for steam where it's a, this is a digital storefront. And I mean, cause people were talking about this is the way PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo should be doing it. But, Problem is, they they are physical console games, um. So you can't just if you could like we've seen, uh, you know Xbox PlayStation do like sell the consoles through their through the Microsoft Store or through PlayStation Store, but you're just gonna piss off Target Walmart Best Buy and they won't they just don't, then they won't sell your games. Steam doesn't have that problem. It's all digital, so they don't give a fuck about Walmart and Best Buy and shit like that. Um, so it's three different versions. Uh, one's gonna be four hundred. The other one's gonna be five thirty. and The other one's gonna be six fifty. Uh, each model does have some improvements, like the four hundred dollar one. Um, I mean, like the the insides of it. Uh, don't I don't really feel I'm not gonna act like I understand it. We are not PC gamers. Uh, but, the most
1: important part about it is like it's there's different types of sizes in these individual models. A lot of them being like solid yeah. state drives. I mean, like uh, there's like a two hundred something like solid state drive. That's in one of the models. I yep. forget 256 which one.
0: is for the, so the, so this the, the $400 one is just a, uh, it's a 64 gigabyte, not solid state. Yeah. Uh, but it's got internal 64 gigabytes, internal storage. The, uh, the, the other, the top two ones do have solid state drive, which is obviously better for, um, be better for like downloading things fast, more quickly. Yes. Uh, and, and uninstalling, installing things. Uh, the $530 one has a 256 gigabyte, uh, internal storage and the 650 has five hundred twelve um they do support micro sd cards which is just like the nintendo switch does uh which those aren't those are fairly cheap uh for the most part like you can get like i mean obviously it's gonna be different because these things are gonna play like fucking star wars fall in order where i think the the biggest fucking game you're gonna have on a switch um is i, I know like the, like some of the like third-party stuff will be like 20 gigs but then they have like uh you know 20 30 gigs but like, right right you know are like you know some of the some of the games they did talk about won't work on this thing, like uh, Apex Legends, Overwatch, stuff like that. It's more of an issue where like the anti-cheating device uh, that they use in those, like There's some other ones they announced too. Uh, it's mostly like online shooters that aren't going to work right away. They're going they're working on getting the workaround for that. It's just more so because like the what the games use for anti-cheating that they have to like get yeah. this set up. So eventually they will have that. Um, the seven-inch screen, like I said, um, it'll, be, it'll do 720p. Um, it says two gyro. oh, it does have gyroscope motion, which I didn't realize. Um, the two solar triggers, blah blah blah. Built-in microphone. Uh, it does have Bluetooth, so you, if you want to do like AirPods, you can do that. Or if you want to, you can use any Bluetooth, any controller will work for this thing. Um, there, there's eventually going to be a dock for it that they're working on making. It's not. It's not going to be ready until next year. Uh, so that way you can plug it into like a PC or you can plug it into your TV. But there are docks you can buy. Like I was reading on like, uh, you can buy like a, a good quality dock that like it's basically like a USB C kind of plug in that'll plug into your TV, or to your computer, and they're like thirty bucks. Right. Um. So so it's not like a, it's not a bit it's not like the Nintendo docks are like I think eighty or ninety dollars. Um, I think there was oh the battery life they said two to eight hours depending on what you're playing and what settings they they are. Uh, they were saying that they were like and the IGN had like the the first report on this. They are saying that uh. They played Star Wars: Fallen Order on the high settings, so obviously not max settings, but high settings. Right, right. Um, not doing 4K. I don't. I doubt they're doing 60 frames per second. Um, but they did say that they played Portal 2 for about four hours on about a, on a single battery life. Um, or no, I'm sorry. You could play Portal 2 for four hours on this thing if you limit to 30 frames per second. You can get five to six hours. So I mean, this is not going be much like the Switch. You're not if you're if this is something you're really interested in, you are not looking for like the super high power thing. This is more so about playing more things on the go. And just, I mean, honestly, I think this is like really cool for the aspect of like, if you want to play, if you want to be in the Steam world, there's a lot of, there's a lot of games, not Steam world as in like Steam world dig, but like in the world of Steam, um, this is like a good place to go for like people that want to get into that world. Cause there's a lot of games that just never come to the consoles are, uh, a lot, the, 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 popular thing people bring up is like Hades came out in early access over yeah. a year ago and came out on, uh, came out 1.0 came out months before it came to the switch which was the first console it's been on it's still currently the only console it's on so it's like there's a lot of games that never come to the consoles or um come and they're just they don't run as well or blah blah, blah. um so and a lot most of these con- the consoles don't really do early access so a lot more options for that but i mean it's a good cheap way to get in without buying like a two thousand dollar pc or you don't have to spend all this money or worry about like right up, a down like updating your drivers and shit like that it's just a, you know, like it's it's all the joys of a console console thing, but for for Steam, and also it's open, so you can download Epic Game Store, uh, you can download like uh, Blizzard or uh, was it Blizzard or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a totally open device where you can do anything, basically, with what you what you want. What was your thoughts when you hear about this thing?
1: To be perfectly honest with you, I was kind of interested in seeing what they would go, what route they would go with this whole like Steam Dock thing. I took one look at it, I looked at the control scheme, I'm like, what what the hell's this looks pretty weird, you know, the control sticks are, like, yeah, at the top of the device. Yeah, it's very device. far apart, yeah. It's, it's, like, the top of the device, and it's, like, you have the buttons that are, like, pretty close together in regards to the control sticks and everything else. At Better first, D-pad than the Switch, though. Well, yeah, that's very true. I mean, I've heard, like, random things in regards to the battery life and stuff. I know if you want to get, like, a game, like, at about reasonable settings or something like that, I mean, the max, you could probably get is like, maybe two hours for some settings for some of these games. So, yeah. it's, immediately, it's, am like, as I'm reading that, you know, learning about that, and on top of that, seeing the, seeing this hefty like device in and of itself, I'm immediately reminded about the, the game gear, you know, in regards to, like, uh, how large that thing was. I mean, granted, yeah, you know, it's a different type of philosophy and stuff. I mean, Sega had that handheld back then and stuff with its own set core of games. It's nothing like what Steam Doc is doing right here, where they have already established these games from different publishers and stuff going through, like, their Steam service and stuff, and this is pretty much all digital in that regards with certain upgradable things you can do, like, say, storage and this and that. But uh, I thought it was fairly interesting. I'm not sure, like, how, how, like, popular this thing will be, maybe, like, from a year from now. I mean, I do like the idea that Valve is delving into this whole, like, portable space, you know, because it's fascinating to have, like, a PC-like device a PC-centric device, really. That's pretty much like a handheld, right? It's like yeah. that's the whole concept of it. It's have like a portable. It's pretty much have like a portable PC on the go, right? So that way, it's like you don't have to log, like uh, log around your laptop or whatever the hell you want to do in order to play things like on the go or wherever. But I think it's a good idea. I think it's definitely an interesting concept. And I really want this type of thing to succeed since I do want to have that that type of future and stuff where if I have games on Steam, if I want to play them, say, like, on a handheld or this or that, like, without hardly any issues in terms of streaming or in terms of, like, just downloading the game and just doing it on the go, I mean, I want that to happen, you know? But I feel like this is a good, solid step forward for Valve for doing that. But as far as, like, how successful it's going to be with this, I mean... I honestly feel like that there will be some success to it, and I definitely see like future remodels happening with this device. Because even when Valve, like a couple of years back, released like a certain like type of Steam machine, in that regards, their own specific types of like PCs, I think it was at that point, words that they had their own different types of models and this and that. You know, there really wasn't a concrete skew of what they were going through. I mean, they had some bit of success but it really didn't live up to what to the standard that they were anticipating especially with terms of sales I thought but yeah. with this one yeah this does make sense you're going after the market and stuff that is interested in like uh, playing their PC games like <laughs> pretty much on the go and not just like a one concrete place and you know what I feel like this is gonna be a good first step for Valve. what would you think yeah. Tyler
0: I you know I was kind of taken back because to be honest this is not for us we are this we are not in the market for this thing we are no console gamers we are primarily um, PlayStation Nintendo people obviously we're big Game Pass people too as well but um, you know like PC gaming is not on our spectrum um, you know we do we you know we dabble every now and again like we like we played Among Us last year yeah. we played a handful of games like uh, like that Dragon Cancer was a game I jumped in on Steam and played a while back that was like my first excuse me. Game that I've ever played on, like on, like sat down with the intention of the, play through and beat. Um, but like as far as like I've had a Steam account forever. I have games on it. I bought games on it. Like I remember like trying to play like Witcher One on it. I put like three hours into it, but on an old like cheap laptop that I had. That just did, I thought the thing was gonna blow up while I was doing it. uh but, you know, at first I was like I don't I don't really you know like like I said not in the market this is not this is not for us. But I was like I don't really fully understand this. Like so I asked some people. I was kind of asking around. I asked. Myself, like I put it in our talk ship, uh, you know, Facebook group. Um, Cause I know a lot, there's a lot of steam people on there and I kind of yeah. want to see what their initial reaction was. And like, a lot of people were like overly positive about this. Like they're primarily PC gamers. Um, and like, they were like, I love this. Like here, here's why and I'm like, and I, I wasn't trying to be like negative. I'm like, yeah, I was throwing out like, what about the battery life? What about um, the internal on this house gonna run? And they're like, no, this is gonna be great for like, uh, you know, playing a lot of the indie games. Like people were talking like, I have, I've bought all these like humble bundles or I you, there's people always talk about the Steam sale. They buy all these games for dirt cheap, but they never play them. Yeah, um, you know stuff like that. So it's like oh, I can finally play all these games or you know like some you know like it's just I can sit on the couch and play plays. I'm not like stuck on my computer or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I think this thing is I, I don't this is not this is not the Switch. This is not going to no. be the PlayStation like to that like there are way more. Uh, Xbox PlayStation and Nintendo those those words mean a lot more than Steam does to the general public. Uh, obviously for us you if you're listening to this or watching this um, it you know you know what Steam is you know like if you're watching this or not you know what those are but yes a good chunk of people don't really know what those things are. Um you know so I uh, I don't think I don't, I don't at least for right now I don't think this yeah this is not going to be the big this is not going to be like selling 10 million units this, we, this won't be like taking over anything anytime soon but i mean you can especially look at the way i mean and i think steam knows, steam knows that you can look by the way they're marketing this right now it's like with reservations and pre-orders where it's active users on steam that are that have to use like that are the ones that can reserve is so that tells you right now all a it's awesome because it's 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 not taking care of uh for the most part obviously you, you can't 100 percent foolproof, but taking care of scalpers and bots. Right. Um, but also you're like, you're rewarding your, I mean, obviously all you have to do is you could, if you would have bought, like I could reserve one of these things if I wanted to, because I bought in a game and you know, before June 30th. Uh, but I mean, I, I think like I said, it, it's, it makes it more difficult and it, it, you're kind of like, it's more so for the people that are active users and probably like more interested in these things than, you know, Joe Schmo out there walking by and seeing a switch. At the story, but I, I think the big selling point for this thing right now is, you know, get this thing out in the wild, have people see it, and that's where I think people are like, uh, you know, like, I don't. We talk about we talk about how crazy the switch is and how well it sold, but I think once it got out there and in the wild, and people saw this thing. It's like, like oh, here's like, see how the switch works. You see, if people see it in the in the world in the wild, that's when like it really took off. Like when you're able to see these things, like that's when it becomes like where I think the switch took over more and more. Where it's like it's super easy. It's super. It's a lot cheaper than the other the other shit. Uh, there's all these really great fun party games on here, and it took it's it's blown up obviously even more. Um, so I I think I don't think I'm not trying to say this is going to be. Will this thing come anywhere close to to like the Switch or PS5 or Xbox Series? I highly doubt it but i think if this thing sold 10 15 million they'd fucking be super ecstatic and I, I i imagine like and that was my first thought was like when you were kind of mentioned like the steam machine the steam boxes yes and like the steam controller it's like these things and that was like i'm like man these things came out and they just died but they were also just bad and confusing like i remember like when we first started this podcast we were taught i think it was right around the time not too long after we started this podcast like these things the steam machines steam boxes whatever the fuck they were called were coming out and I was like i don't like i'm trying to figure out what the fuck this means. Like I am, I am a gamer and I don't, I'm super confused by what the fuck this thing is. Yeah, like, really. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, like I said, Joe Schmo wanted to, just, Oh, okay. I could buy this and play, you know, all, all any game I want from my, you know, uh, any, I could buy any game I want on, on steam and plug it on my TV. But like I said, I was super confused and It makes sense. I like, I was doing multiple Google searches. Couldn't figure this fucking thing out. Could imagine something that's like semi interested in this thing. After one or two Google searches in thirty seconds, you're going to give up, You're to go back to watching porn, um, like, like any like any good man would. Um, but um, yeah, I just I am I, I'm incredibly excited for this. Uh, I, I'm not like I said, I'm not buying this thing. This is not for me whatsoever. Uh, I, I, it's cool like to hear like the the originally the the base one was going to be five hundred bucks, um, and that was kind of like what they were telling their the, the, like people like developers like that. And then when the um, uh, the old the swol because they were kind of, like what sounds like kind of like behind the scenes rumor stuff was that they were uh, assuming that the Switch Pro was going to be announced for four hundred and they would come out for five hundred because this thing is going to be it's like the the talk is like the innards are kind of it's it's more powerful than a PS4 Pro but not as powerful as a or a, it's more powerful than a PS4 base one but less powerful than a Pro so it's going to be more powerful it's going to be way more open it's not going to it's not locked down anything so it's going to be a little more expensive and then when the swole that happened and it was 350 they're like oh okay well we're gonna come out for 400 so they're being super competitive with the price which is right even though i mean yeah, there's a 650 version out there but just to get in the door it's 400 bucks which is yeah it's more than a series s but it's less than a series x and it's the same price as the, as the digital ps5 and it's 50 dollars more than the, the the switch so i mean it's just it's a good argument and we talked about how like the vita survived for years because of indie games and then the switch came out and killed killed it because that was the place to go to play indie games and it's like really what we see a lot of times on like these indie games are doing so great on switch um and even like the vita before that where these games have been on steam for a while and they're just now becoming coming over later so now we're i think we can start seeing where i'm not saying this is gonna this is not a switch killer whatever but i think that that's where it might i don't think it's gonna take sales away from nintendo as a console but I think our like first party stuff, obviously first party stuff, but like the bigger games, stuff like that. But I think where you might see a, a effect, it might be small. I don't think it's going to be like, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to like, Nintendo's not going to be scared by this. I think they might kind of, kind of look at it sideways a little bit and like acknowledge it. But I think where like you could see an effect on Nintendo is when you start seeing like those indie games that were selling like hotcakes on the switch I mean, I think they will still be there, but people are like, "Well, it's it's gonna you know, it's I've well, got Steam and uh, like, I am I primarily Steam user, but I buy indie games on the Switch because I could take it anywhere. It's like, well, now I got the Steam Deck, I could just fucking buy it here, or I can like, I have all these games on Steam that I already bought, but I bought them again on Switch because I could take it anywhere. Well, fuck, now I got the Steam Deck. So I think that's where like you can see like a little bit of an effect where like the the Tendo's will will like kind of like be like i said it's not going to scare them it's not going to kill the switch obviously uh i think nintendo will be just fine but i think they will acknowledge it and it might light a little bit of a fire under their ass you know because uh, w- what's the saying like competitive competitiveness uh what brings the brings the best out, I, i'm fucking up the saying but it's like well basically competition yeah basically brings up the
1: best yeah exactly the point <laughs> <laughs> maybe not always
0: the best but it's going to make people you know do some shit and like we've seen nintendo we've seen places we've seen all these con- like these console makers out about four like they do something if they it fucks up they go a little cocky uh they feel like they don't have any real competition they go out cocky and they do whatever they want we seen we just saw nintendo do a backdoor price increase on the switch which is something we've never seen before ever um and it's like now this thing comes out it's like okay so there's a little bit of competition in the, in the handheld market for the first time since maybe like year two of the Vita, where that thing was basically Okay, the, the the Vita is it's it's gonna be there, but it's not it's not competition. It's just something that will exist. But we got the 3DS. It's gonna fucking destroy that thing. It's not really competition, but it, it it's like in in wrestling terms, it's like TNA's there, but WDE's like after like two years of TNA being a wrestling company, it's like oh okay, you guys don't actually matter. We have zero warriors room. No one's leaving us to go to you. Or no one stops watching us to watch you instead. You know, like, I think these things can both live in the same market. And like I said, some of these people that are I was talking to and just kind of reading online, it's like, these people have Switches. They're also buying the Steam Deck, which I think is interesting as well. Um, So yeah, like I said, I'm super pumped for this for a lot of reasons. I think this is great for the gaming market. I think this is great for um, Nintendo where, you know, like like I said, like they've always lived in their own world. They don't have, like, a lot of competition. But I feel like if Steam or Valve comes out with this, and they really kind of put effort into this and push it, and this thing takes off and does well with the hardcore. That's only that's only gonna be better for them to get more maybe some more casual people and go on so on and so forth. And maybe that's one like I, I just want to see like Nintendo like and, and the, even the console makers, but mostly like I think for like this is kind of a it's not a strike at Nintendo, but I think you can look at it like that where it's like this is gonna affect them more than anybody. Yes, and I just want to you know like. I don't want to see Nintendo taken down a notch. I don't want to see Nintendo go out of business, but you know, I want to see them face some real serious competition in the handheld market for the first time in any serious standpoint since the game gear. Like we haven't seen any real serious competition from them in 25 years. Uh, And I think that'd be awesome. Just kind of see like a serious player out there and how that handheld market Um, and mean, Nintendo's always going to sell them because they got the first party games, but yeah, I, I think I'm just I'm pumped for this. I, I love this. Um, anything you want to say before we move on for that one?
1: No, I pretty much said my piece on that one.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Give me one, two seconds here. I am switching over my my phone here. It's a little slower than the rest of it. Um, okay. So we talked about May MPDs last week because it totally got um, buried during uh, E3. So we ended up we talked about it about a month late. So now we have the June MPDs, which this is uh, kind of interesting because like we are seeing like. We talked about, like, we are now, like, solely in, like, that period where, like, we are comparing to 2020. Yep. Where now we are, like, full lockdown, you know, like, for the most part, f- full lockdown uh, in pandemic mode. Um, And video games were doing insane, like, best gaming, ever, like, sales ever by a wide margin. Like, Switches were selling yes. out. PS4s were selling out. Everything was selling out. Uh, Animal Crossing was selling like sixteen. Fuck, was, there's was more Animal Crossing copies sold than Big Macs. Um, so uh, we, we, it's kind of interesting that there was actually a five percent increase year over year uh, compared to uh, June 2020. To be fair, though, a lot of that had to do with with uh, hardware. So oh, that was okay. console sales. So we, we we have the new consoles out, but I mean, like I said, even like we were just talking about, like all the consoles were selling out last year. So that's still impressive. Um, I think. Uh, There was something else I wanted to talk about. Yeah, five percent year over year. Uh, I can't. I'll I'll find it here as I'm reading through the article. Yeah, so it was like four. It was four point nine billion dollars in sales overall in video games. Uh, I guess there was a huge jump in gaming wheels uh, for like you know driving sticks stuff like that, Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if that had to do with like maybe EA or E3 with like the Forza Horizon shit and like F1 came out I think last month, so maybe that has something to do with it. But they had a giant increase in that. Um, so, oh yeah. So here's the thing. 15% increase, uh, uh, year over year, the first half of 2020 May. Uh, so January through June, um, compared to this year to last year, a 15% increase overall, uh, this year compared to last year. But I mean, that was, uh, you know, it was like what into March before we went into pandemic mode mm-hmm. here in the United States, um, moving over into the, uh, top 20 here. Uh, we have, we do have some new ones here, so this is kind of an interesting. One here, Sea of Thieves jumps into the top to the top twentieth, the twenty spot. Hmm. Um, they did have the big uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah uh, 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 um, expansion last month. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield 19, 18, Breath of the Wild seventeen, Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater one plus two that jumped from fifty one to seventeen. But that was uh, we had the uh, the Switch version come out last yes. month, I believe, if, that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition dropped from two to 16th. Uh, compared to last month, uh, Mario 3D World uh, is at 15th, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 14, Smash Bros. Ultimate 13, uh, Modern Warfare at 12, uh, Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, by the way, uh, Animal Crossing Horizon drops out of the top 10 for the first time ever. Uh, at from they went from nine to 11, so I mean not a big drop. They went you know only two spots, but it's kind of interesting to note. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man uh, still holding on. Went from actually we jumped from 12 to nine. Um, but still consistently in the top in that top spot or top area. Uh, Minecraft, as usual, uh, number eight. Mario Kart 8, number seven. Uh, Resident Evil Village at number six. They were number one last month. Uh, one of the newcomers is Scarlet Nexus at number five. Uh, that came out... It was like... When the fuck did that come out?
1: It came out, I think it was... Think it, was like late. Yeah. it was like
0: June 20th or something. It was late. It was a late June so release, yes. yeah. So, I mean, that was like June 25th or something like that. So it was the same day as Mario Kart or Mario Golf. Yep. So, yeah, that was like late in the month. That's impressive. Uh, it'll be the show uh, sticking at number four. They were number three the previous month. Uh, speaking of Mario Golf, it was uh, number three. Uh, and then Black Ops Cold War, number two. And then the number one bestseller, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Some interesting notes about Rift Apart is it went more than doubled. Uh, this is all based off uh, dollars earned, not sales. Uh, individual sales of the game uh, more than doubled uh, the record for Ratchet and Clank series, which the previous one was Ratchet Clank 2016. To be fair, uh, Rift Apart was a $70 game, whereas uh, Ratchet Clank 2016 was a $40 game. Um, but this shows even like you know, this being a PS5 only game, still doing incredibly well, uh, so that's awesome. But um, there's another note, yeah, like so I said, uh, yeah, Rift Apart number seven, or, you know, are doubled the price, they're doubled what. They earned for the uh, 2016 version. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush uh, is the best-selling uh, Mario Golf ever. Mm. Um, our best launch ever best for launch a ever. based off, yeah, be, uh, beating the old one, which was Toadstool Toadstool Tour from uh, GameCube, which actually came out in July 20, uh, or, sorry, July 2003. It's been a while since I've had to say 2000 something. Um, yeah, so pretty much all the interesting notes that came out of that. But yeah, I mean, pretty pretty. Incre- impressive uh, month. We did, Like I said, we saw some newcomers in Raj & Clank, number one. Mario Golf, number three. Skrout Nexus, number five. So, uh, three newcomers, and we got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, Switch exclusives uh, in the top 20. Or in the top 19, rather. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we, we see a lot of the normal ones in there, as usual. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I think a pretty... Pretty interesting month overall, especially for June, where you know most years June's kind of a lame duck month, and we, we've seen three big, pretty big games come out last month.
1: What's your thoughts on it? I'm highly surprised Russian and Clank ripped apart, debuted at number one, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, that's more or less because of the whole like aspect of oh, okay, you know, normally we were would be seeing like games like say like a Call of Duty possibly be like the number one seller, or it'll be the show, you know, those. Inside the months of like June leading up to like those type of summer days and stuff, you're gonna be seeing like the same old, same old type of games and stuff, and then like the release of Ration and Clank having to be number one. I mean, I knew it would be like within the top five because it's a popular Sony first party game, but it's like mm. that just comes to show you, despite the price tag of being like seventy dollars over or anything else of that sort and stuff, it was still enough to where it would not only sell well but actually maintained that number one spot but when it comes to like month overall and stuff like that i'm gonna be interested in seeing like uh how how long it stays in that top five in regards to the whole next this month's like mpds for july mm-hmm. but uh i'm happy that mario golf super rush sold inc- sold well the launch sold well in that regards number three that's something to scoff at i mean for the game in of itself like I said before, I've played through that game. I thought that this was a good, like a good game. It wasn't like, say, a bad game. I didn't think it was an average game. I thought it was definitely a good game in that regards. There definitely were improvements that needed to be made and stuff, but I'm very happy that this game, that Mario Golf Super Rush, was actually in the top five. But uh, let's see, Scarlet Nexus. I mean, that's that's a game like you were saying before. It was launched like nearly like the same day as like Mario golf super rush that's a surprising one to me that made it was like
0: june 25th or something like yes that
1: That surprised me as well as uh sea of thieves especially with the whole pirates of the caribbean stuff i mean we knew that that game you know has been around for a long while and sooner or later they would delve into something in regards to say pirate related stuff but that pirates of the caribbean thing is definitely huge on microsoft's part to go through and add in to sea of thieves because new faces, new people are going to be delving into the game for the first time and stuff just because of Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, have all this and stuff, and it cracks the top 20. I mean, hell, that yeah. that's a big Especially change. Especially
0: for a three-, four-year-old game that's on Game Pass.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly the point. But yeah, the new games, the new blood that's inside there, plus the positioning of Sea of Thieves is pretty much the more or less the more interesting themes in regards to the whole June MPDs
0: yeah yeah i I, like i said there's like there's a lot of the 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 normal players on here i'm trying to pull it back up on my phone here it is but yeah i like i said um i i think though like i'm not super surprised to see rift apart number one um honestly i i I, I thought Mario golf would be one i you know but i'm but i'm not surprised if there was a if if it wasn't gonna be number one Rift Apart being in in that number one spot um but people have been talking about like um we keep seeing like you know Mario, Mario Kart sitting at number seven. It was le- number seven last month. Right. It's basically it's always that t- that 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 range in in these kind of months where it's like it's usually in that like five to eight range every fucking month. It's not selling as well like a GTA Five, but it's always in that GTA 5, GTA Five range, where GTA Five was always between like three and ten every fucking month. <laughs> yep. And Like it, Mario Kart's taking out that, that spot, uh, but look. Like, kind of looking at like miles morales like number number one jumping from 12 to 9 uh what seven months in not eight months in like i think i mean i know it's cross cross generation but you know like we're looking at like you know mario kart 8 you know that's like the evergreen title where you buy a switch you buy mario kart you buy smash you buy 3d world you buy the newest mario you buy smash you buy mario kart those are the three things you buy and all three of those always in the you know there's always the most recent mario game and then there's always Smash and Mario Kart in there. And I think Miles Morales is that is, is that evergreen title for PS5. Yeah. It's obviously not the level of a mario card. It's not probably it's it's nowhere it's not gonna sell anywhere near 30, 40 million copies. Might sell fifteen to twenty by the time it's done, which is still credible. Um but you know, but I think that's like we're looking at where like you buy a PS five, you're buying fucking Miles Morales, you're not buying I mean, no disrespect, but Returnal came out April 30th. Right. It's not in the top 20. Nope. Demon Souls came out the same day as Miles Morales. It's not in the top 20. Nope. I mean, those are not bad games. Those are obviously very, very good games. But you look at, like, I think Miles Morales, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man 2018 reviewed super well. And it's Miles Morales. You know, and also, we had the um, the Miles Morales, oh, What's the, the animated movie, Was it called? Um, oh,
1: Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Into the Spider Verse, fantastic movie. So now people know what Miles Morales is. So it's kind of like that. It's it's got it's got a lot of you know buzz around it. Um, People love Spider Man. People love Into the Spider Verse, and you buy PS Five, and then people love Spider Man Twenty Eighteen. Bam, here you go. You got a recipe for a fantastic game that's going to sell consistently very very well. So um, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's not 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 too big of a surprise. Tony Hawk jumping from fifty one to seventeen. I mean, it's this kind of same thing where we saw like Crash Crash Four uh, jump from like 80 something to yep. like the 15 spot a couple months ago when it finally came to switch. Like, and that's kind of a big thing that like some of these, pub- these publishers do, especially EA, like they've been very good about this. They put a game, they put a game out, put it on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, six months later, put it on switch. It fucking sells again. Like they know they are, we, we've seen publishers do this where people know most likely people will just buy it again on switch. And that's what happens. Um, you know, I'm, it's, so whatever. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, pretty good month. It's always exciting to see Fresh Blood in there. I mean, like we said, like 15 of these 20 spots are the normal shit. Um, but, I you mean, know, like I said, it's always kind of like cool to see. You know, even, like, it'll be the show. Like, I was stunned last month. It, it was three last month. I think it was, like, two the month before that. Um, being a Game Pass game on day one, still holding in the top three, four spot every, for three straight months. It's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty fun month. These are always my favorite things to talk about every month because things are just kind of interesting, you know. Because we're it's easy to be in a bubble about the, the gaming world, about like oh like this is you know whatever like we see this with that. But it's it's kind of interesting because like this is really where the world's at for gaming. So uh, Gables, before we you know get into some of the quick hair stuff, I do want to ask you. We do have the uh, EA Play event on uh, the twenty second, I believe. Okay. Um. So I'm, I know. We talk about every year with like E3 or even uh, like uh, last year when they did the EA Play event when there was no E3 uh, that they're they're fairly boring. I mean, there might be one cool thing that gets shown off, but you're gonna see a lot of dev diaries and you're you, we basically already know the format every year of EA Play uh, where we see a lot of like I said dev diaries. There's gonna be FIFA. There's gonna be Madden. Uh, they're gonna focus on the big first person shooter game they got every yeah. year coming out. They're pretty boring, formulaic. We get why they do it because those are the things that make the most money for them, it also gets the the stock the the stockholders or shareholders uh, hard. Um, but this one, I I'm having a different little different vibes about. Uh, like they did say already, there's gonna be no Bioware announce, no Bioware news, so we're not gonna hear about Mass Effect. Okay. Or Dragon Age, which which is fine because we we those games like Mass Effect was shown up at Game Awards. That we know that game is ways away because they are focused on Dragon Age right now. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age Four. We've got nothing but dev diaries and two teaser trailers for in the last three years. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's still in limbo.
0: Yeah. Um, and then they said no Star Wars news. They said they will have some Star Wars news next year, though, oh, for us. Okay. Uh, but so they're setting they're setting what what the, what they're kind of seeing. But something I meant to talk about a couple weeks ago, but I just forgot to talk about was they've been doing like these like mini events lately, where they did like a EA first person or first person shooter um a little like thing where it's like kind of a deep dive dev diary stuff kind of the shit you would normally see but like way more in depth and they were talking about like kind of dove more into like battlefield 2042 uh earlier th- that was a couple weeks ago and then last week we had a uh ea originals thing there's not really news coming out but if it's like if this is like if you're really interested in hearing more about like the inside of that kind of information like um like they talk a lot a, a decent amount it seems like for, i didn't watch it but uh, they had like it takes they were talking about it takes two and right some of the EA originals that like, come out of it uh, then like you know like I said the first person shooter one talked more about 24 two and kind of the history of their, of their first person, person shooter games and then sometime I think this week they're supposed to be doing like a one for like the sports game so like FIFA, they're going to do in-depth on FIFA and Madden so like I've been super focused on like some of the shit I'm on Madden because some of the stuff they're doing like for the first time in a long time for, for people like me that play franchise mode but off like single-player franchise mode they're they're actually like doing stuff with it for the first time, in, like six years. Uh, <laughs> wow! But like, they're kind of like really like we're gonna. If you like are really interested in this shit, we're gonna do a separate event for you guys, and we'll get that shit out of the way before we get to the a play. Uh, so I've got, and they said this was gonna be about forty minutes, but I, you know, I got a little more, a little more optimistic about. I'm not, I don't, I'm not expecting like fucking super hype moments or anything like that, but like a little more optimistic about like we might. There might be some like some stuff out of this that might make us for us hardcores that don't give a shit about. Um, maybe I should say hardcores that don't, you know. But I mean, there's a lot of hardcores that do play these games, but like they don't just we don't care about Apex or FIFA or Madden solely, or like we don't come to these events to hear about these. Like we want to hear about other shit. Uh, so I mean, give us, what's kind of like your your level of expectations for this thing?
1: Incredibly low, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I have really no reason to be excited about the event I know that sounds awfully kind of nihilistic of my approach but at the same time it's like this is ea we're talking That's about awesome. they normally are known for like very corporate very like straightforward type of things like okay this is the thing we're going to be going over you know blah 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 and so on and so forth but like you were just touching upon yes they have been delving into some different forays and especially into in-depth like developer like interview stuff with like game developers with this and that but uh I honestly hope that there will be some new games revealed that would strike as interesting and not more or less like the same old, okay, Madden, FIFA, oh, this is the type of thing you're going to be doing this year. Oh, hey, it's not as good as the last year's or this and that. You know, it's the same old song and dance. Kind of like continuous cycle of pain or something like that. Long-time fans of those franchises often go through. But uh, I'm hopeful, even though my Expectations are low for this EA play sort of event. I hope it's substantial enough for us to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Like when we do like E3 and shit like that, when we do like our, our EA play podcast, it's always like one of the shorter ones because it's yeah. like they might be one thing of interest to really talk about and the rest of it's just like, well, here's FIFA, here's Madden. They talk about fucking FIFA and Madden. They talk about uh, Battlefield, whatever, or Battlefront, whatever, or whatever. Um, like I said, I, I'm a little like my levels are a little more like I'm like at that like the uh, the state of play kind of stuff where like they set expectations, right? You know, we're like I'm, you know, we're like okay, I'm coming in, into this like at like a five, and they hit me like with they hit a five, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm not, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, but I'm also like that fucking sucks. You know, you're not like I'm not coming into like with a direct where I'm expecting everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> Even when I say don't expect this, I still don't believe you because. You, like I said, Nintendo lies constantly about their tricks. Um I, mean, I I still think they're going to... I think they'll still talk about FIFA, Madden, Apex, all that. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be as big as they usually do. Uh, like I said, because they're doing all these events before that. So I think it's going to be like... If you got... For the hardcore people that really want to know about this, there's this whole extra event. But I think they'll mention it, obviously, because they'll have more eyes on this yeah. than they will the... Those side things, are, like, like I said, the, the shareholders are going to be are to be more focused on this, so they'll, they'll be mentioned, but I don't think they're going to focus on it as much as they used to. It's not going to be taking up 40 percent of the presentation. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't really know what to expect because it's like, okay, so we know there's not going to be, we know, all right, there's no, there's no f- f- um, Star Wars. There's no. I'm um, oh, sorry, my fucking computer is being weird. Sorry about that. There we go. Uh, there's no. Uh, Bioware blah blah okay cool if there's not really going to show anything of substantialness I don't really want to see it anymore until there is Uh, of Mass Effect 4 or Dragon Age 4 um, I don't know I mean like okay cool like alright they announced Skate 4 last year but they literally hadn't even hired people to make the game no. yet they just had like they had like two guys that worked on their previous ones like hey we're here we're making it cool see you in five years <laughs> um I, I I fully expect something like that maybe to like, hey, we're working on this game. I I really think they're gonna like. I think we we could see some, like the next step and um the EA original stuff. They like, usually every year they like to like show off in uh you know like a, a EA original thing like uh It Takes Two was announced last year at EA Play. They do like fee before that. They did the fucking Unraveled game, ugh, that was announced the year before that. Don't fucking Shrug your shoulders like that, Gables. You look. Do what I do. Whenever I mention Ravel, look disgusted. Disgusted. Is that your disgusted face? <laughs> okay, that's creepy. All right, all right, never mind. Don't don't. Okay, never mind. That's that's a weird disgusted face. I don't know what that is? Well, that's all right. Well, I'm sorry I said anything, but fuck that game, and fuck you too, Justin, for liking that game. Uh, it's an old old joke for people that probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but um. Yeah, I mean, I think we we'll, I, I think we might see one or two games from that, at least hopefully, um, and then I'm not super like expecting dead our uh, dead space. I almost said Dead Rising, Dead Space in this uh, because it was about this time last year uh, that the Mass Effect stuff was like really being talked about, and they were hoping to get that out. Like the original, originally that was supposed to be like, oh, we're going to reveal it in the summer, like we're going to reveal it during E3, and then obviously this before e3 was canceled and then have it out in october or november um the, the mass Effect legendary edition Um uh, then obviously it didn't happen didn't get re- didn't actually get revealed until november 7th on in 7 day and I, everybody went in with the expectation that's going to be there i hope it's there um i mean i hope to hear something about dead space i think it'd be exciting and i hope to like not just hear that like they're making because we with rumors we now know making it mm. but like i have like a teaser or something like i don't want the skate for announcement or like hey we're making it we haven't hired anybody but we're making it like i hope that it's like this is more just me as a fan like i hope it's farther along than that and maybe it's coming sooner than we think but um i don't know i hope to like at least have a teaser for i'm not saying gameplay but just a teaser whether and like an idea like it's a remake is it are, are they remastering the old ones right is it a reboot what is it Uh, But I'm not, like, fully 100% expecting 100%. Like, that's for sure going to be there kind of thing. I don't know. Like, you said, like, I I unplugged my mic. I unplugged my headphones. Give me two seconds. God damn it. All right. Motherfucker. It's really dark in here. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Sorry, audio listeners. I got so excited about Dead Space. I unplugged my fucking microphone. Uh, But um, you said, like, you're, like, a five. I'm, I'm, like, a six, seven, you know. I'm more excited for the uh, the Madden thing they're doing uh, this week, just because I want to hear more about what they're doing with franchise mode. But uh, I, don't know, I just want to talk about it. we don't really ever. It's very it's very rare that we get like a big leeway, a big head, uh, you know, r- runway on these events outside of like E3. Yeah. So uh, you know, usually when they announce it, it's like on like they announce it on Monday or Tuesday. Hey, on Thursday we're doing uh, this. All right, cool. So it's, it's very rare that we have, like they announced this thing. Like we knew EA play was happening on July 22nd before we knew the dates of E3. Right. So like this has been out there for a while. This is, so yeah. Uh, but moving on, we got some quick here here, here Gables. I want to talk about, um, it's kind of like a, uh, a, kind of a semi funny, ironic thing here that, so the, the Zelda amiibo that I, I showed you that I have and about three, about three of them, uh, three of them. Um, they, so all three of the ones I, I, I pre-ordered are coming. Gables, you get yours tomorrow. Yeah. I got mine today, and I got uh, Justin's here. I give him tomorrow. Um, but uh, uh, they, they announced that a good chunk of them are being delayed a month, um, So which sucks. Not not just, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just like as a collector thing, I got to wait a month or so. They said August. I should say a month. But so at least minimum two weeks uh, for this thing before some people are getting their hands on it. Um, but also what really sucks is they put a fucking major quality of life improvement to this game as in fast tracking or, uh, not, or fa- not fast tracking, but, uh, fast traveling rather, uh, behind the, the Skyloft or, uh, loft wing or that piece of shit is called. Um, he's adorable. I shouldn't call it be shit. But, um, anyways, yeah, they put it behind a paywall. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of ironic. It's like, we, we all bitch about it and then like oh okay well that sucks well well fuck you we can't we can't make you any anyways it's already really hard to find and then we can't actually make them after we already made them really hard to find <laughs> i don't know i mean uh what, what was your thoughts when this
1: news came oh honestly i thought it was kind of uh i thought it was kind of interesting i mean this is kind of one of the first that i've heard about in regards to uh like the delays of these loftwing amiibos it's like well well maybe i'm gonna have to maybe I have to wait a little bit longer until you chime in it's like well no actually you can get you're gonna be getting yours on time like okay i mean that sucks for late yeah. late well, adapters or something like that that uh, couldn't you know that uh you know bought theirs a little bit later on but at the same time it's like i understand the sentiment where it's like it's not gonna be there probably until august like they were saying and stuff and locking behind that feature in regards to fast traveling from skyloft and stuff to wherever you are on the thing. Not just like with the bird statues, the loft wing kind of statues but like just in general you know. But uh, yeah, that sucks pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Alright, moving on to our next quick here. Um, Pokemon Unite that mobile game that no one wants uh, finally have a release date that is coming July 21st to Switch. It's coming to Switch first and I think uh, it's coming to mobile next month I okay. would say. Um, like I said that's that Pokemon mobile game that we all, like, they, like, did a whole separate Pokemon event yep. afterwards. After they announced Pokemon Snap 2, they announced this whole separate event, and we got, they announced this motherfucking thing. Um, it's free-to-play. Um, this is, like, the third or fourth free-to-play game I think they put on Switch. Yep. And we've had more than that that are on, on mobile. I mean, is there any interest level? You're the Pokemon guy. I've at least tried all the the free-to-play Pokemon games they put I've out. I've tried
1: most. <laughs>
0: yeah, there was, like, I think this is the third third one i want to say that's on switch there was that weird like uh top down one oh, that came out last one. year or two years ago i don't remember what it's called um it was like free to play and then they, they didn't, like pokemon uh,
1: cafe oh no
0: no there's pokemon cafe that's one i forgot about that one there was oh fuck it's like top down um but, like they look like a little minecraft people um oh,
1: God. pokemon park or something
0: yeah that one i think is what yeah i think you're right uh, so they they've had a few of these and like Pokemon Picross shit like that, so um yeah I, I was just gonna like, hear you're the Pokemon guy I want I'll probably download it and check it out for ten- I've never played a MOBA before, uh but I I, I got really into po- the Picross Pokemon Picross years back but like that was like
1: you also got a little bit into worst... Pokemon Shuffle as well,
0: <laughs> oh man don't talk about Shuffle <laughs> fucking goddamn I love those two games just because I love those games are like I buy the they're like there's like six like there's a Picross games that come out every year for like 10 bucks um, on the switch. And I buy them every year and I, I play them like constantly. Not constantly. I but I get like five, six hours. I put into them and I, I pretty much get close to hundred percent of them every fucking year. I love Picross. <laughs> uh, I love the shuffle games. Uh, I do the shuffle games quite a bit. And those games were like the worst case scenario of like fucking free to play bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I, and I put money into those fucking things. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I did it. Um, I'm, I didn't put like, I'm not a whale when I'm putting 20 grand a day, but like probably $20 over the course of the lifetime. But I said, I said it back then. I'm like, if you want to put this game out for 20 bucks, just let me buy the fucking thing and just be a normal ass. Game. Yeah, really? What, what, what the fuck do you want Louie? <laughs> Staring at me. I don't know why. <laughs> probably has to go poop. Um, sorry. I don't normally talk to him like that. Uh, I'm actually, he, he usually bosses me around. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, like back then, like if I could just put twenty bucks and have a normal ass game, I would fucking that'd be like a game of the year contender for me. Uh, but yeah, I I, I want to try it out because I've never played a MOBA before, but and it's also a Pokemon. But I I I I imagine the uh, fucking free to play bullshit is supposed to gonna, like turn me off immediately. Um, and then Gables hmm. Persona Seven. There are uh, Persona is announced. Even though we're just skipping six, we're going to Persona Seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, for the 25th anniversary of Persona, they have, they're have they teasing seven different announcements. Um, it's going to be take a place. They're going to be doing seven different teasers for... Um, oh, I'm sorry. So, let me kind of just... Um, this is an article from IGN here. I want to just kind of make sure. So, um, this is... Yeah, from IGN. Uh, 2021 marks the 25th anniversary of Persona franchise and a milestone for one of the most beloved JRPG franchises around it. Um, it seems like series developer Atlas is teasing some big news to mark the occasion, with seven announcements teased for the series. Damn. A series of Atlas via Twitter that is preparing reveals to coincide with the anniversary and the 25th anniversary site. It includes mention of seven announcements to be made over the course of the next year. With the first happening sometime in September. Um, so yeah, so it said uh, on Twitter they said, celebrate 25th, the 25th anniversary this September. Stay tuned for a year of Persona news events and more. Um, that was from the Atlas uh, uh, Twitter account. Uh, several more announcements will, will follow over the next year with the final one scheduled in autumn 2022. Given the, that the tweet came from both Atlas and Atlas West, uh, whatever gets uh, announced feels likely to find its way over here. Uh, hopefully that will be without a year-long wait uh, we've had for some titles like Persona 5. And that's something they did announce. They did kind of mention that, not in this, but then I shouldn't say announced, but they talked about where to, they want to make it better where like um, like Persona 5 and uh, um, Persona 5 Strikers uh, even like, um, um, what's the Persona, Royale. Yeah. Um, those games came out a year after they came out in Japan. So they're trying to make it so those games, they're trying to make it so those, maybe not be day and date as Japan, but be closer together than a year wait. Um, So that's something, like I said, they were, they were trying to get better about, because uh, obviously, I mean, Persona 4 Golden kind of, uh, I think that series really blew up more mainstream. I shouldn't say mainstream, but more in the hardcore, like, Hardcore gamers finally started recognizing uh, Persona, and I think Persona Persona, Persona Five uh, really blew up um, over here more than we ever thought. Um, so there's, a, like I so said, there, there's gonna be seven different announcements they plan on doing over the course of the next uh, between basically September and uh, between this September and autumn of next year. Uh, sounds like some of it don't expect like a lot of game announcements, but uh, there's like the rumored um, uh, there's like a Persona. of uh, mobile game that's like in the works, uh, possibly more like, Persona 4 Golden was uh, finally put on Steam uh, last year, and actually, uh, Persona 4 Golden sold more copies on Steam, which is uh, a I think like a 2014 game, sold more copies on Steam than it did on on Vita.
1: That's sure. not surprising. Slice yeah. So um,
0: and there's been obviously some people talking about like Persona 5 Royale coming to Game Pass or coming to Switch. People pushing for that flavor. So possibly like. Is this going to, like, uh, this is going to be all game spin-offs or gaming games. Right, it might right. be, like, ports. or might be the mobile game. It might, uh, sounds like a decent amount of it might be, um, like, merchandise. Or, like, you know, buying, like, you know, like, the, when Pokemon does, like, their Pokemon events, they announce Pokemon shirts or Pokemon plus, 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 right, plus, right, plus, right. plus, 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 plus. Uh, shit like that. So maybe expect stuff like that. But, um, like, this is going to be banger after banger. But there are some people, like, hoping and like, kind of anticipating that this might lead to Persona 6 being revealed at the end of the being the final announcement next next year. Hmm. Um I mean I this is this is a Gables news topic. I mean what kind of what what are what's like your hopes and dreams coming out of this whole thing?
1: Honestly, my hopes is this leads up to the revealing of Persona 6 to be perfectly honest with you. I mean that makes it a no-brainer in my honest opinion. Yes, Persona 5 Royal released last year. That was pretty much the best of in regards to a lot of the various improvements and stuff over the original release in 2017. Definitely a fantastic experience in that regards. Even when persona five came out, that was a big hit because that was being like raved as one of the best JRPGs of that generation, which in my honest opinion, yes, yes, that game definitely was in that regards. The JRPG wise the best JRPG of, uh, the, that generation as regard to like, uh, my thoughts and hopes in that regards I mean sure there's not going to be like just squarely game announcements in that regards but what I'm hoping of is the first thing that gets like unveiled and stuff is going to be in regards to ports and more or less I'm thinking of ports to Steam because if say a Persona 3 were to drop onto Steam or Persona 5 Royal dropping on the Steam that's going to be a huge boost Obviously, to that game's not only its popularity and stuff, but it makes the most sense. You see how Persona Four Golden, a squarely Vita-only title, mind you, perform not only exceed expectations, but uh, granted, it sold like over a million in that regards. And uh, yeah, it didn't. Honestly, it didn't surprise me too much. It's because there's a lot more users on. There's a lot more user base on PC than there was on PlayStation Vita. I mean, that's a square off fact in that regards. But yeah, what I'm hoping to see is we're going to be seeing ports not only to Steam but potentially onto Switch. Like, hell, Persona Five Scramble is on the Switch, but it does not have a mainline Persona game on Switch. I mean, you
0: Jokers and Smash, Jokers
1: and Smash. You have Persona 5 Scramble, but you do not have a single Persona game in that series on the Switch. I feel like the one of the announcements is going to tie into that. And so I feel like for... Yeah, the first major announcement is going to be a port. And if I had to choose between the two and stuff like that, we're probably going to get like a either a port on Steam, which I would think would be Persona 5 Royal. Or, or it could be porting of the older Persona games onto Switch. Like, for example, I want to say, like, Persona, the original one. I'm thinking, perhaps. I know the popular one's Persona 5 Royal, and many Switch players have been wanting to play that game on the go on Switch. But I feel like that if they're going to be making, like, a big splash in that regards and stuff, it's either going to be a port on Steam, which most likely will be Persona 5 Royal, or it could be something on Switch. In that regards, I could see potentially having, like, the first few Persona games released on Switch. Which, yeah, that would be a major, like, boost in that regards. <laughs> but, uh my overall feelings in general for all these announcements, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a few that are going to be, like, say, special clothing lines or something like that, or specific, like, merchandise, like, statuettes, or you know, Atlas does their limited run type of things on their announcements. I mean, that's pretty much what they do especially with like say the games in the series as a whole but i feel like it's going to lead up to persona 6 that's going to be their last announcement Their first announcement is going to be some form of a port but all the other types of announcements throughout the year is going to be like special type of things i say special maybe like special costumes and sort of like a specific game or something like that or maybe it's like going to be like this like Like I was just saying before, like specific clothing, specific this or that and stuff. But the concrete thing that I'm thinking, there's going to be a game announcement for the very first one in September. There's going to be a, and it's going to lead all the way tying into Persona 6 as the last announcement. Which I kind of feel is either going to be, and this is going to be something I'm going to be like thinking off the top of my head. I feel like Persona 6 is going to be a sequel to a previous Persona game. Because here's the thing the beginning when persona was a spinoff and stuff of Semigami tensei i mean that was its own individual thing but there's actually been sequel games to the persona series before persona 2 innocent sin was pretty much like a carryover and stuff like almost like yeah like a sequel to the original persona and then persona 2 in that regards you had two parts to it you had you had innocent sin and then you had eternal punishment like innocent sin we didn't get in the states until the PSP like eternal punishment we got in the PS1 in that regards and those two games tie together well in regards to two characters like two main characters in between both of those games so i feel like persona 6 when that eventually does that eventually if it's revealed at the end of this whole like thing is going to be like possibly a sequel game in the main line type of like not inside the persona series sort of say so that's pretty much my thoughts around it. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Persona guy. I've definitely been more interested in Persona Five Royal. Yeah, over the the last the last year or so, especially when you made, it was your game of the year last year. um And I, it's like kind of like a Hakuza like a Dragon, where it's like it's a game I'm looking at, and now it's on Game Pass. I'm like, fuck, that's a game I really want. To like. It's <laughs> down. i like got down- like, <laughs> like I said, it's just like just, there's there's newer stuff. There's new games coming out that I want to play before I I jump back and. Play some of these older games that I want to get out of the way, but the uh, Five is yeah, that um,
1: exception to the rule for RPGs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm not a JRPG guy, but you know, like Final Fantasy Seven Remake was very much the exception to the rule for me. On that, uh, you know, I, you know, we talked about before, games When I was a kid and like a teenager and shit, like those were my games. Yeah, like, that's all I played was JRPGs. It was, it was, it was football games. Yep. And JRPGs. That was all I played. <laughs> um, and One and Waker. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think this is kind of cool. I, I love the fact they're kind of setting this up. Uh, the thing, I think it's like, yeah. I, de- I definitely think they want to make something. I hate the first announcement. It, it doesn't have to be like Persona 6 level. I think I think it would make sense to make that. Persona 6 being a fall like 2022. It's something I was kind of like. This is something I, was kinda, I mean, I'm not interested in the Persona series whatsoever. I don't see myself. Oh, excuse my very burpee here that fucking goddamn uh, line in kugel um but i don't see myself like jumping in and becoming a fan of right. summer games really whatsoever but i was kind of interested in like what's going on with this and, like w- what does this mean for people kind of like we had the platinum four shit last year uh that kind of led to our april fool's joke <laughs> um and not being a three whatsoever uh the only thing we cared about <laughs> coming from them uh if less it was near tom a two which obviously is never happening but um anyways uh yeah, I was kind of like, what are people saying? about? What are Persona fan, fans saying about this? And it's like, you know, I thought it was very interesting, you know, about... Yeah, it would make sense, like, the, the first one, the first announcement they do be something, like, whether it's a port or be, like, we're bringing something back or whatever, like, this is Persona 6, like, you know, this is going to be something, like, like I said, it's, maybe, maybe we're finally getting golden on the Switch or Persona 5 on the Switch or... Persona Five finally comes to Xbox Game Pass mm. that's people have been wanting forever. Um, kind of been somewhat rumored for a while. I don't know if it's a rumor or it's like one of those things like the problem is sometimes you hear about like these things, it's like you kinda lose like is this a rumor or is this so many people are talking about this that they're just wanting it to happen yeah. and it's kinda like turned into a rumor. Like you kinda lose that some some of these these things. But um I think I think it'd be awesome. It'd be kinda weird to see like for some reason Atlas has this weird love affair with Playstation where they only put mainline games on PlayStation consoles, yes, do. which doesn't really make sense to me. When like uh, we talked about, like I just mentioned, like Persona 4 Golden sold more in the in the first few months on Steam than it did on Vita. Um, and now we have the fucking Steam Deck, or people that <laughs> uh, you know people could finally play Persona 4. You know, they could play it on another handheld that more people will probably own in the next couple of years, and a lot of people probably more people own. Persona 4 on a Steam than they do on Navita. Yeah, so, boom, here we go. And it's way fucking cheaper to buy Persona 4 Golden on Steam than it is to buy a fucking brick-and-mortar copy of uh, Persona 4 Golden. That's very true, um, too. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, I, and, like, some people mentioned, like, I think Persona 5 was, like, when it was revealed, like, what they do, like, they love to do was, like, they do a tease, and they show you the color of the game. Yeah. Um, and that's something, like, people were, like, the rumor, I think they said the, people are, like, a lot of people are talking about it. it's going to be red this time, I think.
1: It was um, red last was time for, like, Persona 5 and there... stuff. Yes. There was actually a chairs. Oh. There was school chairs and stuff. And you have, a like, a chain and ball and stuff like that on one of the chairs. Okay. And uh, it was red.
0: Okay. Maybe I'm mixing it up. here's things. the thing. Like, they were Persona saying, 3 was blue. The... And
1: then Persona 4 was yellow. Okay. And then, like, Persona 5 was red. So Okay. Maybe
0: that's why I, I mix up maybe the Maybe it green. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was green. I don't know. People were mentioning colors. And I, got, I probably got all mixed up. But I... I see a lot of people like commonly have numbers, uh, Persona 6. A lot of people are saying it's probably it might be this color, and I, I, I got maybe it was green they were talking They were saying instead, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of colors got mixed up in my head there. Um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a cool, exciting thing where like I love, like you know, like I said, the Persona is not my my I'm not a ba- like in my wheelhouse, but I just love it when they do cool shit when, when publishers do cool shit like this. And I just hope it like it's just like one of those things where you scratch your head where it's like... It's that weird Nintendo decision kind of thing where it's like, why the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing <laughs> it this way? And it's like, fucking just put the goddamn thing out on other consoles. And I I just, that's all I want to see. I just want to see people... I want to see Persona fans happy and I want to see people like, you know, because they just want more people to play their fucking no shit, shit and not to be on a PlayStation console. And obviously, I think if this game came to Game Pass, I think will would fucking blow up on Game Pass, I think. It would yep. Pass, I think. It'd be bigger. I, I, I would argue, look, Yakuza as great as it's sold and as big as it's been on PlayStation consoles forever, it's probably bigger now being an Xbox Series launch title and being on... All the games are on Game Pass than it's ever been before. No shit. So, and that game, that that game's been around for... Those games have been around for 15 plus years. Um, Yeah, I I move on to our last uh, quick hitter. Uh, Cables... (laughs) uh, I pulled the wrong app. So, you put this in here. I'm kind of like... I've heard of this game before. I know about this game. I've seen some like, little videos about this game, right. but they had the, the Mario 3 PC port was actually recovered. Um, so yes, I yes. want you to tell me more about so this.
1: So this comes by way of an article that I was reading, like, throughout the week called The Gamer, right? And so, basically, to give people a little bit of the backstory, id Software, they're known for Wolfenstein, known for Doom and stuff. Now, they're creators of that company and the creators of those games, they were a small-time company at one time, and they were wanting to get into the gaming business, and so what they did is they made, they ported Super Mario Bros. 3, that NES game, onto PC, and they pitched this port to Nintendo because they pitched them with the idea that they wanted to make the PC port to, like, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Of course, Nintendo, you know, seeing the quality of what they did in that regard, they turned it down in that regards. But in that retrospect, it led them to create games of their own and their own original concepts. And so that's how they came up with creating games like Wolfenstein 3D and Doom that revolutionized first-person shooters in that regards. But I thought that was a little bit of a fun backstory. So what goes into Mm -hmm. this is... Something that happened this past week and stuff were like, you know, with uh, this PC port of Super Mario Bros. Three that John Carmack like helped like co-develop and stuff like that. It's basically what it basically was and stuff. This museum of play and stuff, digital games correlated, like Andrew Bowman said, it's like we when looking at PC games of the era, there really weren't titles with the smooth scrolling seen in like Nintendo like hits and stuff, like say Mario Three. But yes, they managed to go through and recover the work of like say John Carmack and stuff like that for this Mario 3 PC port, and now it's pretty much now like recorded through history inside a museum. Of, hey, this is this is the game that the precursor that led to the creation of Wolfenstein 3D and like Doom in that regards. It's that this thing with like John Romero and like and with Carmack and stuff like that. So I'm just going through and reading a little bits of this thing. I'm
0: reading the article right now too. Yeah. And it's, I think it was like kind of an interesting start out off there was like, they talk about like, and this is something like that's been talked about before. I think there was like, um, no clip on YouTube. It's Danny Dwyer who was formerly of GameSpot. Uh, he works with Giant Bomb now, of course, but I've uh, done some really great documentaries on video games. Like he did like, a big deep dive on like Rocket League and uh, Bethesda and especially like the Doom series even, but he, this is like, and even did, like a whole interview with John Romero, but like, I mean, I, I believe it came from his interview. He talked about like, this is where I first heard about it. it was like that, that Mario, the Mario th- uh, three uh, port, but like they ended up turning it into uh, Commander Keen. Yeah. Which is like their first big game. Right. Day. But go on.
1: Right. And what was interesting is how this museum like actually acquired it is an individual donated this game and it was a game developer of that, yeah, it was a game developer that donated this game. And honestly, what's kind of interesting, it's, it obviously wasn't, like, uh, something they expected, you know, the Museum of Play, but yet, all they, all we've had for, like, the past, like, uh, five or six years in that regards was what John Romero showed to us from, like, 2015 in that regards, yeah. which is a basic thing. And now it's, like, For the world to see, you know, now this Museum of Play has this entire, like, PC port that these guys did way back when and stuff in the early 90s that, uh, you know, helped structuralize not only them making their own games like Commander Keen, Wolfenstein, like Doom in that regards, but just seeing how these kind of visionaries at their time were able to take you know, basically this game that, uh, you know, to try to make it for the, the PC, the first computer and stuff, how that swiftly evolved into creating something entirely new and different that has influenced the gaming industry now for the past, like, 30 years, Essentially. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a fun blurb and stuff, because it's like, a lot of you guys that are either watching us on Twitch or, like, just listening to us, it's like, yes, gaming back inside the late 80s, early 90s and stuff, yeah, that was a totally different time than it is right now in 2021 and stuff to where a lot of these things, a lot of these genres, a lot of these classic like franchises, they weren't even established yet. We, coming off the crux of like uh, the NES era and stuff like that onto like, the Super Nintendo and this and that, PC gaming was entirely different back then too. And the thing was, it wasn't as like ease of use and stuff. And a lot of these precursors to what games we would be playing now let's say like a call of duty or a Fortnite or whatsoever they all started from most of those game genres started because of the experimentation of like carmack and romero and stuff with those previous games and stuff that they Mm -hmm. created and stuff and what's kind of hilarious it's another point in history that nintendo did not like you know turn down something that eventually actually led to like another spark of creativity and stuff because one of the more yeah just to give a just a little blurb that's an example of uh, Nintendo turning down like uh, Sony to go with Philips CDI and stuff for their add on for the Super Nintendo
0: (laughs) yeah so the Nintendo Nintendo Playstation (laughs) the Nintendo
1: Playstation never happened but it definitely was a thing and for those that are listening in you can search and find a Nintendo Playstation people own it yes people do own it yeah. and that's what I pretty much wanted to touch upon. Yeah,
0: it's it's just funny to think like the alternate reality where like Nintendo games are on play on like the only the, the only way to play the best place to play Nintendo games is on is legally is on a Steam Deck now because Nintendo <laughs> games have always been on PC. Yep, you know when they they said yes, it's like Nintendo games just came to PC and then like, but also Doom and Wolfenstein were never created. It's like what a what a world that could have oh, been. Yeah, uh, we like it's it software is like it's still around but it's just a port porting house other than you know making two of the biggest not only like making the first first-person shooter ever but also creating two of the bigger biggest franchises and gaming right now well especially in doom's case yes even you what know, is is being revitalized by machine games but um yeah i mean that was, that was really cool it was interesting. was i didn't realize the game was lost to the world i've i've, I've seen the 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 gameplay, but it's, just, it's interesting to see that. But um, I do the last little quick thing actually. Gables, a lot of delays happened this yes, week. Yes, they did uh, a lot. Of, um, so um, for anybody that gives a shit, which is like three people, uh, Resident Evil Reverse was delayed to twenty twenty two. Was supposed to come out day and date on Resident Evil Eight, it's that multiplayer wow, game. I didn't know that that was supposed to be on Resident Evil Eight. Uh, it's supposed to come out the day one, so May seventh, my birthday. Not that um, not that that day is important, or whatever. So. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it, was, it initially got delayed to July and then they announced that it's actually delayed to 2022. So if that game already didn't, if that game was already going to fucking die on May 8th, um, this, day, this game is definitely not going to fucking matter when this <laughs> thing comes out. Uh, or I should say that game, but that mode, no one's going to give a shit. No one gave a shit about Resident Evil 3's multiplayer mode when no, it came out really. day and date. No one's going to give a shit about this game when it comes out next year. Um, Besides three people. That game's going to launch and there's not going to be enough people to make a fucking no. game. I think I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Tokyo Ghostwire uh, officially got delayed. It's one of those, It's kind of like the God of War Ragnarok delay that happened that was announced a couple months ago. It's like, we knew this game was getting delayed to 2022 yep. when you announced the game was coming in 2021. No one believes you. Um, and we especially didn't believe that Ghostwire Tokyo was going to be was coming out this year after um, uh, Death Deathloop got delayed from a launch game for PS5 to May to September. Yep. So I was like, we already knew this, this game wasn't going to... supposed to be originally October, but now it's 2022. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which should have a release date, I think it was September the 16th. Um, they just gave a release date a they month did. ago in E3. Um, kind of like that Last of Us 2 Part 2 thing where they gave a date and then the very next week they delayed it like three oh. months. Uh, <laughs> kind of the same thing here but where they delayed it to 2022. Uh, that was supposed to be a 2020 game. Obviously, this was that was pre-COVID. Honestly. Uh, it was also supposed to be called Quarantine. Something called quarantine, but
1: honestly, finished. I think that's a good thing. Considering that the footage they did show at their Ubisoft forward and stuff, it it did not look like it was finished at all. It looked like it was kind of generic in that regards.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Rainbow Six Siege came out dead, and that game's still fucking going. Yeah, so, true. I mean, that's that's the one best thing you can say about Ubisoft is they don't they don't give up on their games um, very quickly. Um, yeah, more time whatsoever. That's fine. Uh, and also because we were talking about with the Ubisoft shit, they have a lot of games coming out this fall, and like they're like we literally have like a three weeks st- or a five week stretch where there like there was uh, three big games coming from them, Far Cry Six being the one on early October, and then it was two weeks before so on September second, two weeks before Extraction, Yeah. We are supposed to get Riders Republic that now is being delayed to October 28th, so um, it's what like six but six seven weeks. So no, they do not want t- to cannibalize all their games. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also I mean, well, I mean it's it's only 3 weeks, I think 2-3 weeks after um uh, Far Cry 6, but I mean th- they're totally different games, so it's not we're not talking about two shooters and shit coming out at the same same time, right? What do you think they would learn after putting out I think three games in 5 months or 5 weeks last last year where we got Watch Dogs Legion, uh Valhalla and um Immortal Phoenix Rising all came out within like 5-6 weeks we each other yeah. last fall. And we we basically saw Legion sold well, but not great. But then also, Immortal Phoenix Rising kind of just it did help. It came out in December, but true. It kind of just came out and no, one, no one gave a shit. Two out of
1: three actually being decent. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I said, decent, like,
0: but... yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I'd argue three out of three. But whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's like I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, Obviously, take your time. Um, my, my my feelings are. Um, pandemic. Uh, Mimoto's quote about del- delayed games. That's my opinion on that. What about you, Gables?
1: I'm the same mind. Of stuff. It's like they're delayed for a reason, and quite honestly, I don't mind delays with these games.
0: No, I mean it's, it's sometimes it's disappointing to hear delays, but it's like yeah, as a fan, you're disappointed because you want those things now. I but mean, then again, we're in a post
1: Cyberpunk 2077 world where it's like yeah, you know what? Delay, That's the other point. Delay yeah,
0: it. yeah. There's the three. There's like the three generic comments. Cyberpunk pandemic Miyamoto's quote about delayed games. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's, that's kind of like what we go back to. I like I said, I mean like, and these aren't like these, what? F- f- one, two, four games talked about. These are not like big, huge hitters. So it's like, if this was Halo Infinite, it'd be a big, much different story. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, the delays, 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 whatever Who gives shit. Um, some people do obviously, but I mean, whatever. Anyways, moving on cables to, um, the, what we've been playing part of the of the podcast I haven't played anything I've just been watching Cobra that's, um <laughs> oh, that's all that really has mattered to me the last week uh, all I gotta say is don't be a pussy uh, you know strike first no mercy that's all I had to say crank kick <laughs> What about you? Oh, what? All right. Have you been actually playing yes, shit this week? I have week?
1: been actually playing shit this week, and more than Destiny too, mind you. So
0: Well, Gables, you're doing it wrong. Watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> it's way better than anything you've been playing, I promise.
1: <laughs> Alright. So to start things off, yes, I did buy two games this past week. But before okay. I get in,
0: you said yes, and you paused, and I thought, yes, I've also been watching Cobra Kai, I'm like, we are changing the podcast, we're talking about Cobra Kai. I got all excited, and you fucking, you broke my heart. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: All right, so like I was saying, yes, I did buy two games this past week, but before I get into that, I'm going to be saying that, hey, I've been on sort of a little kick as of late to where I've been wanting to play games with a little bit more substantial difficulty. And what I mean substantial difficulty is like I'm in the mood where I want to try to play some harder games because I kind of feel like I want to earn a bit more of uh, my gameplay stuff. And so what I mean by that is I've been going through a bunch of my backlog in terms of games that I want to play. And in regards to one particular game, there's there's been this one game that I've wanted to beat without having to use save states, and that is Ninja Gaiden. Now, Ninja in for the NES, that's a game that I have been playing over the years. I did beat, but with regards to save states on the 3DS. But well, I'm happy to report is I'm almost there in that regards. So what basically I've been doing is I've been treating it like a, how I would when I'm playing it on the NES. Like, I get to a certain extent. If I don't want to continue on, I just go through, turn off the game, and then restart it all over again to that specific point. The game in and of itself... You can blaze through in, like, around maybe 15, 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. But in regards to the difficulty of the game and recognizing what you need to do, yes, it can be daunting in regards to figuring out, okay, how am I going to progress through this stage if I'm being bombarded by two or three different types of birds or something while trying to juggle, like, have these freaking ninjas flying overhead just, like, tossing these shurikens and stuff. Just, uh hitting you exactly at that right spot and stuff to where your model, your sprite just does a knockback over a friggin' pit. You know, those type of moments and stuff will occur, but I've made it so far to 6-2. I have gotten continuous game overs and stuff like that. I mean, I don't care if I die in those damn games. I mean, I know that I don't have a specific amount of continues to where I can, you know... If you
0: die in the game, you die in real life! <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, the thing about Ninja Gaiden is, like, if you, even if you do lose all three of your lives and stuff, you'll start back at the stage that you initially were starting on. So it's, like, it's not going to be that much of a progression loss. But there is a specific amount of lives you can lose until it's, like, entire game over and you have to restart back from the start. The only way I found that out is when I played this game on the Wii originally. I tried doing the same thing. I didn't get past, like, I didn't really get past like a stage like five two, I think five three or something like that.
0: And you call yourself a gamer, but
1: uh, <laughs> but I lost so many lives that it literally kicked me back all the way to stage one, and I'm like, oh come on. But uh, no, I've been progressing a little bit further, and I'm going to be keeping on playing this game off and on and stuff on the NES app on my Switch. I've actually getting a little bit better of doing that specific like slash canceling glitch where it's like you, where you basically tap the down button on the d-pad and the d and the b button at the same time you have to do it like very like uh you have to do it very fast and stuff while you're jumping and so how i'm doing that you know it's like i've just been testing out a bunch of different shit <laughs> but going from ninja guide to one of the games i did purchase and that was demon souls for the playstation 5 the game was had a price cut at my local Walmart, so I got it for about fifty bucks, and nice. uh, I wanted to go forth and try it out because, for one, I have played some of Demon Souls on the PS3. This one, yes, it does look better. That's given, you know, and I'm actually kind of surprised how much I still like uh, knew and still had learned inside of the initial time I did play Demon Souls. Like, I know how to parry attacks, I know how to go through and like take little things individual one at a time but uh, I need to delve a little bit more into the game in and of itself in order to try to understand more of its mechanics and how to level up in that regards. Because like how someone would be at the game when they're starting out, I died at the first boss and stuff, which uh, will go through that whole rigmarole and stuff of you like going to this one like sanctuary type of place and stuff where... You have to, like, uh, talk to a bunch of different NPCs and stuff to gain, like, certain, like, items or certain abilities or something like that. And you know what? It's like the game in of itself, it plays fine. It looks fantastic. I mean, for God's sakes, the PlayStation 5 running this game is just, it's fucking beautiful. No, like, rampant, like, frame rate drops or something like that. It's structurally fine. I need to just, Im- to you know, invest a lot more in terms of how I want to play this game because I know I'm still a bit bit rusty with the whole 3D like Souls type of like game mechanics and stuff but I want to delve more into it at some point. But my pure focus right now is playing Skyward Sword HD Remaster on the Switch. Now, I went with the buttons control. (laughs) As Tyler, for those listening in, wherever you are, and stuff is holding up his Amiibo and stuff with the Loftwing and the Zelda and all this other stuff. (laughs) I will say, I'm not using a lot of the motion control stuff for the Skyward HD remaster (laughs) and put that damn thing down.
0: (laughs) Sorry, for people, audio listeners, I have my penis in the
1: screen. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. So when it came to the play... My initial play thing and stuff. I just went with the default settings. And the default settings really is like button controls. So the only gyroscope thing I have. Is when it comes to aiming. In regards to some things like bow and arrows. And like slingshots and whatsoever. I may turn it off if I feel like it. But how it is going through with this gameplay so far. It's like I'm actually getting rather invested. Not just like inside the storm Inside the beginning parts of the story again and stuff. But also in terms of how... How much in more easier it is for me to con like go through with the control and the gameplay. Like the our the right analog stick has to do with certain like uh, slashes and stuff. It's sort of like a Metal Gear Rising Revenge sort of thing where it's like the different slashes are, are like the different types of like directions on the right stick and this and that. I can't do crazy combos and stuff like in the other game, but at the same time it's like when you come across different,
0: I mean, slashes are you doing in the air like Ninja Gaiden? That's all I know. <laughs>
1: like, I want, I
0: want you to get nine slashes midair. Oh, Jesus Christ! In Skyward just Sword, just
1: imagine just Link just doing like about just, <laughs> just nine to ten, like just slash canceling and
0: <laughs> I want you to do like it, so. Before, before we were recording, Gabe and me, we, we watched this uh, people like speed running and shit like that with Ninja Gaiden, and they were holding like the NES controller like sideways. And, like, fucking... It was crazy how people were playing this fucking thing. Try to do no-damage runs and, like, quickly, like, hit the button. And, uh, Gables, I want you to hold your Switch when you're playing handheld the same way and fucking play the game. Well, I gotta be
1: able to see (laughs) if I'm doing it handheld-wise.
0: Gables, Gables. Remember what I said about Cobra Kai? Don't be a pussy. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And then... Finish I can just him. see myself. I could just
1: see me streaming myself trying to play my Switch and stuff with my leg over my lap or something like that. Like,
0: <laughs> that was crazy. Like, there was one guy literally <laughs> yeah, Gable, for audio listeners we apologize. Uh Gable's once again, put his he is very flexible. Like so the guy like was literally cross-legged, but like imagine like dribbling the ball between your legs when you're playing basketball, but like had like the the fucking controller between his legs. Like cross legged, fucking. I'm gonna have to stand up. For shit. I'm, not, I'm wearing. I, I got shorty shorts on. I'm playing. I got like. All right, I'm bringing it up here. I got like 1980s like basketball shorts on. Oh, so I apologize if you see some weird shit here. Look at that. Look at that. Bam. <laughs> so the guy was like cross legged here. All right, bam, sitting, and he had the fucking controller between his legs, just fucking playing Ninja Gaiden and kicking ass, speed running like. Crazy. Gables, I can't beat normal games on normal with it in my hand in front of me looking at a fucking 75-inch screen TV. This motherfucker's playing on a 24-inch TV. Ninja Gaiden, one of the hardest games of all time. I don't know why I'm still standing. I kicked my, my, uh, my chair way over here, so bear with me. And he fucking did all that shit. He's playing... This motherfucking game, NES game, super hard as motherfucker. No save states, cross-legged, goddamn dribbling the NES controller between his fucking legs. Wildest fucking thing I've ever seen. Blew my goddamn <laughs> mind. Gables, I'm sorry. Go on. What's going on with Skyward Sword? All
1: right, Skyward Sword. The game, the game, obviously. That was a tangent. I apologize. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, hell, we all go into a little bit of the tangents and stuff. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have been enjoying Skyward Sword a bit this time around, as opposed to when I first played it on the Wii. The controls, I actually feel like I'm more comfortable having the button controls, and right now with just the analog stuff from the Wii, I do like how invested I'm getting inside the story stuff. I feel like controlling the Loft Wing in regards to transversing Skyloft and stuff feels a, a bit easier. And also, it's like it's kind of, like, almost inverted in terms of, like, how you control the loft wing and stuff to where up is down, down is up. Stuff is... Yeah. So
0: you, if you're playing it cross-legged, you want the right leg over the left leg instead. <laughs> is that what
1: I'm getting yeah, you probably this? have to go and just, like, kneel backwards, too, while you're at it. <laughs> you just imagine just do the right, just do the cross leg psychology at the bend of your back at a certain angle. Okay, I need to get this up. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the combat's pretty fluid, honestly, and uh, I like the aspect of encountering the different enemies and stuff. Where you have, where they actually show you which way you're gonna have to hit the control stick in order to like attack them, like the moblins switching their swords and stuff. So if they're holding it like a specific way, like say left or right or something like that, you basically do that on the the right control, like analog stick, and it will just go and slash the specific way. Or you'll recognize the visual cues of a Deku Baba and stuff. Like, if it has, like, the opening of a horizontal, you do a horizontal slash or vertically a vertical slash. But then you get confused when you have, like, one Deku Baba that just can do both in that regard, and it just opens, like, say, vertically at first, and then just stops, and then just horizontally at the next. It's like, what the fuck? But, uh, I'm nearing the first temple of the game. i I'm glad I'm nearing the first temple of the game and stuff.
0: So you're 19 hours in. Got it. No, I'm
1: actually about three hours in. <laughs> I'm about three hours in. It takes a little bit to get introduced into this game. Let's just say that. It's it's like a standard kind of like, okay, hero coming of tale story, you know. And it's obviously that because it's The Legend of Zelda. I mean, hell. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The Cinemax were fine. Everything else was good. I mean, the game, yeah, it's an it's an HD remaster and stuff. Of course, it's going to be looking sort of dated in some retrospects, you know. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's it's still pretty fun to play. I mean, it definitely feels more fun to play now than it was back then. I mean, I only spent like maybe an hour and a half or two hours playing the Wii one initially. So i am already spent more time playing this game than I did on the Wii.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: But uh, I haven't tried any of the uh, motion controls yet. I may do that just to see how they actually react. But I've heard mixed things about it, too, in regards to, like, the whole motion control stuff with this version as opposed to the Wii one, but at the same time, I'm more or less focused upon, I wanted to enjoy this game for what it is. One of the caveats of me getting burnt out of the Wii during that generation and stuff is not finishing Skyward Sword, and I want to finish Skyward Sword because I want to see how the game lasts in terms of not only the improvements that it had over the original game, but whether or not I will enjoy this game in general. Yeah, so that's it. I'm excited for yeah, it. Thank you.
0: I'm excited for you, Gables. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a game like I've always wanted to jump into, uh, but I, I don't think I would probably enjoy based on everything I'm. I'm hearing from people talking about it, but um, it's it's that the blank spot for me in, in the Zelda world. Um, but I hope, you, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love it. I hope you'd be happy. Um, but Gables, I think that's going to do it for us this, this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're watching us live, twitch.tv slash director's podcast, please uh, like, not like, but follow us. Uh, click the bell. That way, you know, when we go live, we usually record Saturday nights around 8 uh p.m pacific time uh west coast time um but other than that if you can't watch us live the youtube uh I'll, i'll put the vod immediately over on our youtube channel drunk nerds so look for us on there uh like follow subscribe click the bell once again uh if you are an audio listener thank you guys so much for listening uh but also like follow subscribe five stars review comment share with your friends basically anywhere if, if a pod is cast there uh, I probably got a step to be on there um, and if we're missing something let us know and I'll do. I'll see what I can do about getting us on those places but uh, yeah thank you guys so much for listening I was just and I have of- been
1: Colonel Gables until next time everyone have your some fun time play some fun games but most importantly of all that thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast hey, yeah Gables too, too sweet, sweet man Bye, guys. See ya.